Your spoken image is more than just the words you say. It's how you connect with your audience, how you convey your expertise, and it's how you leave a lasting impression. Hey there, this is April Lokar with Semi-Conventional, and I wanted to talk to you about your spoken image strategy. This is an offer that isn't just about refining your speaking skills. It's about aligning your message with your mission to create a meaningful impact. As part of your spoken image strategy, we start with a personalized strategy call. Your transformation really begins with this one-on-one strategy call where we get clear on your goals. We also align on the spoken image pillars that will streamline your talking points, ensuring every word you speak drives your vision forward. And then we have ongoing support as part of this as well. Your transformation doesn't stop at the end of the call. You'll then get two weeks of unlimited audio messaging support, and that gives you direct guidance from me as you refine and implement your strategy. So whether you have questions, need feedback, or just want to bounce ideas around, I am here to support you seamlessly. If you're an entrepreneur or a professional who has an upcoming speaking engagement or a networking event, if you aspire to be an impactful speaker in your industry, and if you see value in focusing and elevating a specific area of expertise in your business, we need to talk. If you're ready to speak with purpose and passion, book your spoken image strategy session today at semiconventional.com slash spoken image. Now back to the show. Have you listened to someone you totally resonated with and then thought, okay, what's next? How do I get more access to the amazing ideas and insights and information you're providing? Well, today we're talking about building your ecosystem, which is a major step in your thought leadership. Guiding your audience into your world means packaging up your expertise and offering a next step that delivers even more value and deepens their connection with you, which helps to amplify your message. And that is one step even closer to creating the world that you wish to see. Now, when you want to take the message and ideas that you've been sharing and create a strategy so you're known and can broaden the reach of your message, we definitely need to talk. If you've been podcast guesting, speaking at summits or conferences or networking events, and you know that it's time to put your legacy into action, book a discovery call at semiconventional.com. I have capacity for a very limited number of one-on-one clients in 2024. So if that sounds like something that is up your alley, then book your discovery call with me today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to Her Spoken Image. I'm April Lokar, founder of Semi-Conventional and Thought Leadership Consultant. Are you ready to make a greater impact using your unique perspective? I know what it's like to realize you're in the middle of your career and want to create a new path. I've pivoted from school teacher to corporate trainer to entrepreneur with lots of lessons learned along the way. If you want to use your authentic voice to speak up with confidence, you're going to love it here. Each episode, you'll get actionable tips to master public speaking like a pro while honing your spoken image so your message comes through loud and clear. 
And we'll do all this through a semi-conventional lens that blends a little tradition with a lot of feminist perspective. Sound good? Then let's get into it. There are endless options to package up your expertise. So today, we're talking about what options are available and filters to decide what you're offering and what's in your ecosystem. Now, I call it an ecosystem because most of you here are probably building some level of a personal brand or you have a message inside of you that you have to share with others. And it's that thing where you know it's going to help make progress in the world and really make a difference in other people's lives. And in order to do that really effectively and share that message in a much wider way, that's where the ecosystem part comes in. So thinking about people that are really, really popular in the world. I mean, we can go with heavy hitters like Oprah, right? Oprah has a whole ecosystem of things, you know, started off with her talk show, but then that became books and magazines and newsletters. And there's all sorts of other representations of where you can find Oprah and her messages. Now, there's other people that are more focused on their own message or even just their own personal brand. And so you can find these examples all over the place. But when you are exposed to somebody new and you want to learn more and more about them, think about that ecosystem that they've created to be able to offer you more. In your ecosystem, I want you to think about some considerations and strategy and vision for it. The first thing that I want you to do is think of the vision for your ecosystem. Now picture yourself as the thought leader that you want to be. How does your community interact with you? Do you see a future where you have a whole library of videos and trainings and classes, or maybe in your future ecosystem, you have a whole collection of books that you're writing. Even in that situation, you'll need to talk about them to promote your ideas and sell those books. This is why your spoken image is so valuable to everything that you're creating and to your message. It's embedded into every aspect of your thought leadership and this ecosystem that you're creating. Now, when you're thinking about this ecosystem, I really want you to actually envision it. So depending on what works for you, it might be meditation where you visualize this. It might be writing down free association thoughts of what you want to see in the future. I'm personally not someone that likes to plan things out five years in advance, 10 years in advance, But you might be that person that says, hey, in 20 years, I see myself doing all of these things and being this person. And that can really help you to embody what you want for the future. Now, I like to be way more practical or tactical, depends on who you talk to, what you might determine to be be which one. But I like to always think of what's the next right thing for where I see myself but you do still have to kind of pull yourself out of that day to day. And this is something I do for myself and really look at what's the end goal. 
what do I want all of this to be? And what's the impact that I want to have on the world? And how do my ideas help that? And what can I do to get there? Right? That's the practical and tactical part. So really take some time and think about your vision for what you want that ecosystem to look like. Now, part of that vision, you want to consider the engagement level and asking yourself, how engaged do you want to be with your community and audience? Do you want to go live online, maybe on social media or Do you want to go live in a private community where things are a little more within your control? Do you want to write newsletters or talk to them through a podcast? Or maybe you want to focus on in-person interactions. So that might mean going to more conferences and speaking events or hosting your own event. But all of that comes down to your engagement level, right? If you are doing in-person events, that's a very high engagement level. And maybe that fits who you are and what you want to be. If you are like, hey, I like to simmer, think about my ideas, and then really put them together. Well, that's maybe more pre-recorded material or books and writing. Um, So again, all of those things are areas to consider when you're envisioning your ecosystem. And then the time commitment. How involved do you want to be in the delivery of your offers to your audience. Now, typically, higher engagement levels mean more time. Again, thinking about in-person events, that's going to take way more time out of your schedule. So you need to consider what feels right for you. And I say what feels right, because I personally like to sit and actually feel what it feels like when I'm thinking about doing these things. Do you get a pit in your stomach? Or does it feel like butterflies and excitement? So only you know what's going to let you know what feels right, but really sitting and being still and feeling how that's hitting you as you're thinking about all of these questions can be really, really helpful so that you don't go down a path of doing something that you really hate and being really successful at it, because that's really hard to quit later on. So thinking through some of these things now will help set you up for success down the line. Now in your ecosystem, there are typically two types of offers or products, and that's passive and active. Again, I know this sounds really simple and straightforward, but it's really worth your time to sit there and think through which of these makes sense for you. Now, if you're looking at fully passive types of offers, that's going to be courses that are pre-recorded and it's a digital download or someone comes into your membership community with all of this stuff that's ready to be delivered to them. And it's not involving you having a sales call or you having a live masterclass, that type of event, right? That would be the more active side of this type of offer. If you have a course where maybe it's a live cohort for four weeks and you get together, you're on Zoom or whatever you know meeting platform you like. Uh, maybe it's even in person, a live cohort that you're doing an event over the weekend or something like that. So even just in courses, there are multiple opportunities for you to consider passive versus active. And while I want you to do things that feel right for you, you do also need to consider 
what does your audience want? And that's a balance sometimes, because there are times where your audience is going to want you live and in person, but you're like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to be going out to events. Maybe I've got small kids at home or even just kids in general. My kids are not small. They're 10 and almost 13. And we're out doing things all the time. I mean, between baseball and soccer and dance and my husband's basketball team and my work and my corporate job, like we have all of these things, right? And so I'm not trying to be out here at all of these events and networking opportunities that are in person. So it just depends on what's going to make sense for you balanced with what your community wants. And if your community wants a live component, well, maybe that is a concession where you're like, hey, I could do a live masterclass or I could do a live, you know, two, three weeks of a cohort experience, something like that. So there's, again, so many options and opportunities of things that we can talk about. The other thing to consider is resources. Now, resources tends to be more passive than active, but there's also some active resources that you can do. So first with passive resources, that might be building a tool of some kind for them to use. It might be an ebook or a PDF. It could be a checklist. It can be all of these things that, you know, we often get as freebies, but you don't have to make it a freebie. It could be a paid product. As long as it's something that's valuable for your community that speaks to what you do and is building off of what you're talking about in all of these other places, that's going to be valuable for them. It's going to bring more income for you and it's going to be much easier to deliver as a passive product. With active resources, that could be something like, hey, we're going to have a session where you submit, you know, ideas or copy or um, any type of thing like that, that they could send you. And, you know, for me, it could be something like, hey, send me a five minute video of you speaking and I'll give you tips on how to improve your spoken image, right? That could be a resource that would really help them, but doesn't necessarily require one-on-one time on my part. It's something that I can do much more passively, but it feels very high touch. So things along those lines, right? Think outside of the normal stuff, right? I personally am not a huge fan of eBooks necessarily. I mean, as you can tell from podcasting and her spoken image, I like things to be audio oriented rather than PDFs and checklists, but I do have a couple of resources coming up that are going to be a download. And hey, this is a checklist of things that will help your visibility and give you options for how you can, you know, exercise your thought leadership a little bit more. So keeping all of that in mind, resources is a great thing to consider. And then something that not everybody is super gung-ho about, but I feel like I do need to talk about it is merchandise. Now, this is something that you'll hear differing opinions on. You'll hear a lot of people say, oh my gosh, it's so hard to have merch or give people things that they can order. And other people are like, oh, this is the easiest thing ever. And I just set up an online store and people buy what they want. And then my tagline, my slogan, whatever it is, is out there in other places. So when we think of merchandise, a lot of times we're thinking, you know, notebooks, pens, t-shirts, all of that type of thing. And I challenge you to consider other things that merchandise could be. Something that's a really 
easy thing to put together for a lot of people is something like a workbook. And I call that merchandise rather than a download because I think personally, we're coming back around to wanting to write more things down with our actual hand using a pen on some type of paper uh, rather than having everything typed into Google Docs and, you know, online somewhere. Now, I was just talking with uh, my father-in-law about this, and it's one of those things where the connection of your hand writing something down really commits it to those neural pathways that are being developed in your brain. I kind of geek out on that stuff a little bit because, you know, old school child development classes that I took way back when in college, uh, that was always really interesting to me. But thinking about this from a merch perspective, do you have something where it could be maybe a prompt journal? That's something I'm working on is a story prompt journal. Uh, so that people can really identify stories in their life that they can refer back to and pull out in their talks and in their examples. And I don't consider that necessarily a resource. I consider that more merch because it's going to be branded. It's going to have all of my stuff in it, my signatures, and it's going to be something that they can physically purchase and have rather than just a digital download. Because for me personally, again, I don't use those types of things. And I know some people do, but the people that would typically use a digital type of product are also going to be using something that's a physical product. Um, That's been my experience so far. So if I'm wrong, please send me an email, april at semiconventional.com. I would love to hear a differing opinion. So all in all, when you're really thinking about the different types of offers and products, think about what would feel really good for you to deliver and how involved you want to be in the delivery of that thing, right? Do you want to have live calls with people? Do you want to make it 100% passive, right? Just keep in mind, one thing that I'm going to continue to say probably over and over in this podcast, but I also say it with my clients, passive products do not mean that you don't have to do work. And it does not mean that it is passive to create it right? You're just doing all the work up front when you're energized and excited about doing it. And then people get to buy it when they are ready. So keep that in mind for passive things. But all in all, really map out some of these ideas of things that you want to put into place to help people come into your ecosystem and learn even more. Now, something you might be thinking at this point is, April, these ideas sound great, but how is this any different than what I'm already speaking about in my speaking engagements, podcast interviews, and all of these other places that I'm using my spoken image. Well, I will say this is where you get to really expand on your ideas. This next level of your ecosystem is taking all of the things that you've gone out there and shared as an introductory to your message to the way that you want to change the world and putting another layer of nuance into it. So what do I mean by that? Now, I like to use examples from HR because I think they're the most universal. Let's say you're a thought leader in a human resources type of capacity and your focus is on helping managers deliver great feedback. 
So when you go out and you do a talk at a conference or something like that, you're probably giving a lot of introductory information to the topic that you're talking about. And if people are interested in it, they want to learn more and they want to get really into the nitty gritty details, which you're not really able to do in that introductory talk. Even if you're speaking at an event where it's pretty niche and you're speaking to all managers in a corporate setting, that's your ideal client. Once they are done listening to your talk and want to know more, this ecosystem that you're building is giving them those extra layers of nuance. You might have a course then that builds on the next level where, you know, maybe you're talking about um, giving feedback during a performance review, or maybe you have a course that talks about giving feedback after a project, or maybe a course that talks about how to um, set expectations so that feedback is even easier, right? There's, I mean, that's like tip of the iceberg even. There's so many different ways that you can get into the nuance of your topic, right? And only you know what those nuances are because you're the expert. You have this unique expertise. You have this unique point of view and perspective. And that's why you're doing what you're doing, right? Because you have something else to share on the topic that other people haven't put out there yet, or they haven't said it in the way that you're saying it. And that's the beauty of creating your ecosystem. You get to decide what all of these extra little pieces of nuance are and how you're really going to talk about all of those little tidbits, right? Those things that come up at dinner parties or in networking conversations or when you're talking with your family and friends who are actually interested in the thing that you're doing, which is not always the case. But all of those little conversations that you're having with people where some little idea sparks you can add that into your ecosystem and now you have even more things for people to talk about. Now, again, I wanna encourage you to think about the overall future ecosystem of what you're creating. Do you want a membership community? Do you want this to be something where everybody is having conversations with each other or are they just learning from you, right? These are all little teeny tiny points that add up into your overall ecosystem. And again, that can change over time. It doesn't have to be set in stone, but it's something that I really want you to start thinking about and considering. So with that, we've just, again, scratched the tip of the iceberg on all of this, but I do want to bring us back to the beginning of thinking through the considerations, your strategy, and most importantly, your vision of what your ecosystem can look like, including what's your engagement level and your time commitment? And what types of offers do you want to have in here? Do you want them to be passive or active or somewhere in between? And what types of offers and products do you want inside of that? Do you want things like courses or resources or merchandise, right? And again, this doesn't have to be black and white. It can be a mix of all of this stuff. Or you can focus in and just go hard on one thing. The whole point here is to make sure that A, you've thought it through, and B, that you're building something you can point people to. That way, it doesn't just end with your spoken image. It doesn't just end with the talk that you've given. 
and you have more things that you can give and get paid for, of course, that builds into all of the topics that you want to talk about. And it doesn't just have to be one great talk. And really, at the end of the day, what we're talking about here, for most of you that are listening, is building a legacy and putting that into action. And if you, again, want help doing something like that, go to semiconventional.com and book a discovery call so we can talk through what you want to build and see if I'm the right person to help you. Again, I have very limited spots to help people one-on-one in 2024. And if you're the right fit, let's get you into it now. That way you're all set and ready to go in the next six months. I can't wait to see your ecosystems and get exposed to all of those nuanced ideas that you're creating. So here's wishing you all the best in your vision and your journey of mapping out that ecosystem. And I'd love to hear how that's going for you. You can always send me a DM on any of my socials or shoot me an email, april at semiconventional.com. Till next time. Before you go, thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button, then leave a review so other aspiring thought leaders can find the show and hone their spoken image too. That's it for today. And remember, I'm rooting for you.